Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, all my family and friends. This is your girl, Slick Vic. Welcome to Peace, Toast, and Jam. Okay, you guys, I am in, right now, as we speak, Ocean View Martial Arts in, how you pronounce it again? Norf- Norfolk. Norfolk. Because <laughs> I keep saying Norfolk, and I'm like, that's not right. Virginia. You guys, I came here this weekend. If you've been following me on social media, especially my Instagram, I also had it on TikTok. I was coming here this weekend to do a seminar, um, and I was invited by Coach Tim, who is the owner and head coach of Ocean View Martial Arts here in Virginia, to speak about the importance of martial arts, mental health, how they go hand in hand, kind of like peanut butter and jelly, as I like to say. And, um, and how it's important to talk about this and just the awareness aspect of it. So I'm literally sitting right now on the mats with him and we're going to talk a little bit about this, a little bit about that, but, uh, I'm just really excited to be here. So thank you so much for inviting me. I know I've been saying this the entire weekend, so. No, but we loved having you, man. Yeah, this is. You've been a total, I mean, this has been so much fun having you here and seeing that the real Slick Vic is actually. (laughs) Who I am? Yeah, you're truly this larger than life personality and, you know. Like we said, beautiful inside and out, and uh, it's been awesome. You yeah. know, like your your seminar, yeah. like or your, your you know your yeah. your talk with the guys and girls that were here mm-hmm. was inspiring. You know, mm-hmm. obviously a lot of them really, uh, you know, it resonated with them, and some of them re- reached out to you afterwards saying like, "Hey, how much you know it, it touched them?" And we talked about it. Like it didn't matter if it was a packed room or a little small setting. Yeah. You know, all it needed was one person to be impacted, and it's it's worth it. And yeah. I think you impacted more than one. You know. So oh, it was a pleasure having you here. Thank you. Um, yeah. Hopefully this is a good catapult and launching point for yeah. more for you. I, I so. think it will be. Actually, I know it will be. We it were talking will be. About yes. It will be. Yeah, we, were, <laughs> yes. we were talking about how your words really are as powerful. You know, the words you speak and the words that you don't speak yes. are just as important. So mm-hmm. what you tell yourself inside your head and also how you speak and um, it, it really makes a difference. So no, but thank you. Because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you. For inviting me out here, I wouldn't be here. So everything happens for a reason. Um, so with that, obviously this weekend was all about the importance of martial arts and how it's connected directly to our mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I shared my story, my you know, from obviously childhood into adolescence into adulthood, and, and how my own martial arts journey has really shaped and helped my own mental health. Mm-hmm. And so I would kind of like to just open up the floor to you. And, um, you know, and just if you would share a little bit about how martial arts has helped you Mm -hmm. in terms of your own mental health. Um, So, you know, I started martial arts, you know, well, since I was a kid. But Mm -hmm. so but actually as an adult, I started back in like 09, Mm -hmm. really getting into it. Um, And I did it for weight loss. Mm, you know, I used to really? be like, oh yeah, I was like, oh, I, I was a porker. Right. I'll have to show you pictures later. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like I 200 know. and something pounds. Ah. Um, I was not making my tape for the army and I was like, oh God, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I started working out and eating right and I was losing mm-hmm. weight, but I wanted to do something else to keep me focused yeah. on staying fit and, you know, martial arts, jujitsu was one of those things. And I was a big fan of the UFC and things like that. So I was like, oh, this is all cool. Yeah. And I moved to New York, and I found, um, I mean, I ended up training with guys at Ray Longo's in Long Island. Mm-hmm. I trained with, uh, you know, Joe Scarola and Tom Muller at Gracie Baja, and I, I found home at Gracie Baja. Because so it was like, you know, that's just, that was home. But I fell in love with it, and it was like therapy. I'd go home, I'd go in there, and I'd train and just feel like a million dollars. You know, just working with the guys, learning everything, just absorbing it hard. And I was like, this is great. And I didn't realize what it was doing for my mental health, but it was helping. 
because um, at that time in my life, I was stressed to the max. And the workouts and everything was what kept me probably afloat yeah. from, you know, just going completely nuts. Um, yeah. Because New York is where I started getting mental health uh, treatment. Oh, cool. Because yeah. that's where I, I realized I had a problem. I was like, damn, okay, I'm struggling. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'd go to, when I was part of a Team Renegade, which is Team Renegade MMA out of Long Island also, I mean, when I'd go there, I'd be like, man, this is like church. You know, coming in there and training with the guys because I could let go and, and be free. But then going to work, I mean, the stress was just overwhelming, and I had mm. to get help. And uh, That's cool again, you talk about that, by yeah. the way. I mean, yeah. At that point in my, my life, though, I didn't realize how important and how grounding martial mm. arts was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as now, fast forward, you know, now I know how important it is. Mm-hmm. Because when, I, when COVID hit and I couldn't train, it was just me and my son training in uh, Studio 360, you know, secretly, because I had a key, yeah. and the owners were like, just don't tell them. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, so it's just me and my son, so we weren't really breaking any COVID rules, right? Yeah. I mean, I get it. People are all sensitive. But, I know, yeah. Uh, it is mm-hmm. what it is. But me and my son were training, but it was like, ugh. it's like when I'm training with my son, it's like, might as well just be rolling with myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's... He like, knows, he, yeah. yeah. He rolls just like I do, very similar, yeah. you know, and, you know, we're, we're just doing that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, this is killing me. It was really rough mm-hmm. on my mental health. Mm. Um, now I understand how important it is. Yeah. Uh, my professor, Professor Ron, uh, over at Cobacon, talks all the time about like be careful about training with your partners because you never know mm-hmm. who's that veteran that you know what this is what keeps him from suck starting a shotgun. Yep. Coming here is his one outlet, his one getaway from the troubles of his life. It's the one time that he's not thinking about what happened downrange, mm-hmm. and this is what he does to survive. Don't hurt them by trying to be overzealous and, you know, you're not trying to win a gold medal every time in practice because there's no medals, you know, there's no belt promotions today. You know what I mean? Like you're not earning that by how many people you tap. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that message resonates with me is like, Hey, you know what? This is where people come to, you know, work off their stress and work off their anxiety. And for me, that's what, I mean, that, this is a godsend. I mean, I still got to get therapy and I still got to talk to people and I still got to work through things. I've got issues that are never going to go away, Mm -hmm. but what I've learned through jujitsu and other things is my issues don't define me. Mm-hmm. They are part of me. Yeah. And yeah. they're not, they're not who I am. And I hate it when people tell me all the time, like, well, I have anxiety or I'm depressed or I have this and that. Well, that's great. You know that you have that. I mean, it's not great, but it's like, okay, but yeah. that's not you. Yeah. You are not anxiety. You are not depression. Yeah. You are not PTSD. You are not survivor's guilt. You have those things and it's about living, learning to live with them, but they are not who you are. Yes. You know, who I am as a person is not my mental health issues. Mm. So, you know, for me, it's all about mitigating them and making them as minimized as humanly possible. Do they still mm. spring up? Absolutely. Yeah. All the freaking time. But you know what? When, I, when I'm feeling anxious and I, need to, I, come to, I can come to the gym, I can roll, I can hit the heavy bag, and guess what? I'm in the moment. I'm no longer focusing on that downward spiral of, you know, oh man, I for, you know, my TBIs are causing me problems or I'm having, I'm having these issues and this is because I did this in my career and woe is me, woe is me, woe is me, down, 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 down mm-hmm. into like a state of depression to where you want to, you know, kill yourself or yeah. something, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to go down that road, you know, I'd rather just be like, all right, this is an instance. I'm going to go do something else and think about something. Okay. Clearly it's not that bad if I can think about something else. True. You know, if I'm yes. rolling with you, I'm more worried about Vicky taking my head off and not worried about what anxiety trigger hit me. Right. 
Don't so, give a damn about it, right? Yeah. I'm more worried about what crazy spider monkey move <laughs> is Vic going to try and do? Yes. <laughs> you it know? forces you to be present. Yes. Right? So you're Absolutely. not, you're, you're focusing those thoughts into what you're doing right then. Yeah. In the present moment. Yeah. No choice. But I mean, it helps you get that step back perspective mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. my problem is not that big. Yeah. It's not who I am. It's yeah. only a part of who I am. Yeah. Okay, cool. But you know what? I learned real quick that if I'm doing jiu-jitsu or I'm doing Muay Thai and I'm sparring, I don't have time to think about that problem. Okay. It's not here in that moment. Mm-hmm. So clearly it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that is, you hit the nail on the head. That is yeah. something I'm really, as you heard and what I said, you know, yesterday, but it's like a meditative process mm-hmm. a lot. I feel like, and, and how you get this mental health boost and mm-hmm. therapy without even knowing it. You know, and then one day you might just wake up and be like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't realize how much this has been helping me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's because, oh, why? Because you haven't been focusing on it. You've been focusing on something else. Mm-hmm. It's been bettering you. It's been bettering other people. You're showing up for you, but you're showing up for other, others as well. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes like a new default, yeah. a new habit, a new way of thinking. And it's really beneficial. Yeah. And I like how you said like, you know, there's the anxiety, the depression, et cetera. It's... There's some things you can't change. Mm-hmm. You can't change overnight. And it doesn't have to be something that defines you. And I think a lot of people hear these labels and automatically it's like, like that's concreted into them. And it's, mm. it's not to discount it. It's not to say that it's not real. It's not valid. But it's also not all of you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get stuck on, well, I have anxiety or mm. I have this X, Y, and Z. So I have to live up to that. Yeah. And it's like, no, you can, you can. You can live around it. You can learn to lessen it. You can learn to focus on other things that, all right, you know, perspective, mm-hmm. right? And it's really important. So, no, I, I, I think that's it's huge. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that you talked about the fact that you still receive therapy. Oh, I yeah. think as a man, especially as someone who is a veteran mm-hmm. and who trains and owns a martial arts gym and then also says, like, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. I go and, and talk to someone. Yeah. That, and it's okay. You know, we were just talking mm-hmm. about that, how just the message of it's okay mm-hmm. is huge in society. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, I stitched your TikTok about yeah. when you're asking men, yeah. what do you, you know, what, what helps you, you know, yeah. what, what can cause you to, you know, actually ask for help or whatnot yes. or what's holding you back or whatnot. And I remember my response to that was, we just need to feel safe. Yeah. That we won't be stigmatized, you know, that there's not going to be a stigma attached to asking for help. Because mm-hmm. I get it. You want to be macho. You want to have, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't want to seem like weak. You know, and especially if you're, you know, you know, like a, yeah. for straight men, right? Like you yeah. don't want a woman to think that you're weak. Right. I mean, for whatever reason, that's the way we're built and that's how, you know, people think. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can take whatever you want from people like Andrew Tate or whatnot and how they talk about men and women's roles. Loyal and uh, Yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, he makes some points, but there, does, it, 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 there is yeah. some things that, you know, that he makes. They're so, you know, like in society, mm-hmm. you know, a man is usually judged on what he can provide. And mm-hmm. so if you show weakness, it makes it feel like maybe he can't provide. And so they're scared to ask for help. But what happens when you don't ask for help yeah. and you don't get that help is you're going to end up sabotaging your ability to provide. Yeah. And you have to be able to, to know that you can ask for help. And really, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. if, you're, if, if a woman is going to look down on you yeah. because you are asking that you say, hey, look, I have some issues I need to work through. I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to get some help. If someone ridicules you for that, man, they ain't right for you. Mm-mm. You know, like you want someone who's going to be your ride or die. Like, I got you. You know yeah. what I mean? I have problems too. 
you yeah. carry me when I'm weak and you carry me when I'm weak. Yes. You know, that kind of, that's the right person, right? Yes. Not the person who's going to be like, what do you do for me? Mm. If that's the, the contract you have, then that's wrong, right? Mm. That's not the right person for you anyways, if we're going to talk about relationships and well, things yeah. like that. It's not mutual. But, yeah. Yeah. but for men, like, you know, don't be afraid mm-hmm. to ask for help, yeah. you know, because eventually it's going to come back to bite you. Yeah. You can only, like you had said, like your analogy of sweeping it under the rug, eventually it becomes a pile. Oh, yeah. And eventually, you know, you can't do anything. It's like a hoarder. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they start in one room, right? They keep things. And then that room is full. So what do they do? Go to another room. And eventually, oh, there's no more rooms. There's no more storage. Now it's in the living room. Now it's everywhere. And now you can't get rid of your junk. You know, you have this emotional and mental baggage that you have all it. over your, your brain, right? Your home. And you can't get rid of it because you're hoarding it. You're holding on to it. You got to let that shit go. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, mm-hmm. God, you know, don't be afraid because eventually it's going gonna, it's gonna to spill out. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hurt the people you love. And it's not going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. have to be okay to ask for help. And that's why I told you, like, you know, for guys to hear it from, you know, a, you know, an attractive woman say, go get help. I think it's a good yes. thing. You know, it's better. Yes. It might tell some guy who thinks that, you know, no girl like you would ever approach them if they're getting, you know, if, they're, if they seem quote unquote weak. Right. Instead, you're the one telling them, no, this is a good thing and I support you. Yes. That would be huge. You know, and it might take that one macho man to hear from a, a little cute girl and be like, oh, yeah. yeah, you know what? Maybe I should go because yeah. she thinks it's cool. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. cool. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. you know, if it's a guy who's like an influence, you know, big influence in their life, like whatever, like I tell my guys all the time, it's okay to get help. Yeah. You know, for the ones that look up to me. Yeah. Well, then cool. Okay. Coach Tim thinks this is okay. Coach Tim gets help. Mm-hmm. Shit. I, I think he's cool. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not a weak man. Nope. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah. So cool. Maybe I should go get it too. And that's huge because yeah. you are such a huge influence, especially on the male community that comes in here. You know, being someone who is a brown belt mm-hmm. in jiu-jitsu, owns a gym, comes in here and knows his shit, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> I always, I'm like, I never know if I can swear on here, but we're doing it. Um, and, uh, you know, has an a, a awesome background, a lot of respect. And the fact that you say, hey, this is not a weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, this is actually a strength Mm -hmm. because, and that's, I think that's huge because I think a lot of, I mean, I know times have changed a little bit, you know, it's, it's ever evolving and generations are a little bit different, but me personally, I feel if, if a man is going to seek help, get therapy, talk to someone, I see that as an attractive trait Mm -hmm. more than unattractive because if I meet someone who is in the mindset that I'm fine, I'm perfect, I don't need anyone to me, that's. That's a turnoff as a female because I'm seeing them as they're not really recognizing some of the things and they're pushing it aside. And then that, like, what part of that is attractive? Mm -hmm. Because that means they're not open and not not self-aware. They're not self-aware. Exactly. And, and really that's a, that's a dangerous trait to me that Mm -hmm. that's someone who possibly could not only hurt themselves, but hurt others, not meaning to indirectly, Mm -hmm. but because of the fact that they're not painted, they're not being self-aware. Yeah. So. I think that's awesome because the the men here will gain a lot more mm-hmm. than just technique and yeah. you know from you. Yeah, that's why we did the, the thing. That's why I reached yeah. out, you know, because yeah. I wanted my students to see specifically that. You know, I, I'm glad we had some visitors drop in yeah. for that, but I was I was really happy with the turnout with my yeah. students, and I, I was like, you know what, good, good, yeah. You know, they know that mental health is important to me. That I flew someone out here <laughs> yeah. to talk about it yeah. and talk about why how it relates to jujitsu. Mm-hmm. 
and you know how we can all better ourselves and you know what now they see how serious i am about that Mm -hmm. you know hey look i'm willing to put my own money on the line and say hey look Mm -hmm. your mental health is just as important as your physical health Mm -hmm. here in the gym yes you know um we had an incident um a while back where a guy came in Mm. he clearly has some mental health issues yeah and unfortunately we couldn't help him you know um he came in he was you know, he was such a, like, I want to say a victim mentality. Yeah. You know, like, he didn't like some of the guys. And I'm like, well, what did he do? Well, he said this to me. He doesn't know me. And then what I go through, and I have ADHD. And I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, bro, everybody here has problems. You know, 90% of these guys are veterans. Yeah. Most of them have PTSD of some sort. You know, everybody, I mean, I got a couple of students that I know, they're on various types of medication. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Mm-hmm. They're in here training. Mm-hmm. You're here to train. Don't focus on what that is. Worry about you. Yeah. You know, and he just couldn't get past it. And uh, just wanted to be a victim. And I'm like, that's just not going to, yeah. it's not going to happen here. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, bro, you got to get past it. This is what mm-hmm. we're here to help each other work through it. Let's work through it. Let's not, yeah. you know, play the blame game or try to avoid things. You know, like if you have a yeah. problem with someone, let's talk about it. So it's interesting you bring up the mm-hmm. whole victim mentality because uh, that's a unique situation. When you have someone coming in here and then they're making those comments. Is that like, what would be the next step for you? as, you know, a quote-unquote leader, really, because mm-hmm. you are here, is that somewhere where you want to sit down more with that individual? I mean, because it's hard, you know, it's like, I don't want you to force, yeah. I don't want to force you to talk about this or to, you know, because that is their journey as well. I mean, the yeah. fact that they're having that moment, it might take some time. You know, you can have a conversation with them. Are they going to completely hear you right then? Most likely not, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but, yeah, what do you do in that situation? It's tough, it's, it because is tough. here's the thing, right? I tried pulling them aside yeah. and talking to them, telling them, bro, you need to relax, right, breathe, right. Yeah. trust me, these guys don't mean anything by it. Like, one of them was, I mean, he apologized, I mean, yeah. but he was just ribbing you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, everybody in here jokes with everybody, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of military guys. All we do is joke with each other. I said, they don't tease you like that, means they don't like you, yeah. right? They True. like you. They're, they're letting you know you're part of their club, mm-hmm. right? Like, enjoy it, you know? And he's like, well, he's, he just looked at me funny. I'm like, oh my God, oh, bro. Gosh. And that's the thing, right? Like. I can only help you so much, mm-hmm. but if you're not willing to help yourself, I can't do anything. It's like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Exactly. You know, and you, know, you can hold his head underwater, but all you can do is kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, all, it, it's only a matter of like, I can only help people who want to help themselves. Yes, I, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, yeah, you, you, you hit it again with the lead a horse to water, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're not them. And that's why it's so hard. It's like, we can't. You can never change anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it's so hard. Like any kind of relationship, you know, it's like at the end of the day, you can you can guide them. You can also lead by example, mm-hmm. which I think is what you do really well here and what your team does really well. But at the end of the day, like that's up to them. That's mm-hmm. up to them. And you can give them all the education in the world. You can give them all the resources in the world. But then it comes down to what action are they taking mm-hmm. in order to, you know, help themselves, yeah. right? I mean, even with therapy, we're going to talk about therapy. Like, yeah, you can... You can tell them about where to go. You can give all the pamphlets, et cetera. You can even take them to it. But if they decide to walk out, like, that's on them. Yeah. And sensitivity levels also vary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, But it is a choice. Mm-hmm. So, And yeah. I get it. It's, it's, a, it's always tough. Yeah. You know, and when you go out there and you start talking about, you know, things that happened in the past, things you don't want to yeah. think about. And I get it. It's a yeah. tough journey. But you have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if you don't start, I mean, it's like what they say, right? 
you know, there's only one way to eat an elephant. Yeah. One bite at yeah. a time. <laughs> I know. I love that. I like hate it, but love it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. it's true though. It I is mean, true. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't have a choice. Cause like, I know my problems feel like an elephant at times mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, oh, man, these are horrible. But you know what? I just got to keep dealing with it one little bite at a time and I'm going to get, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to be able to deal with it better because I'm not going to change it. I'm still going to have like, for me, you know, put myself out there. Right? I have survivor's guilt really bad. Mm-hmm. I miss a lot of the guys I served with that died, you know, in combat. Mm-hmm. And some of them I feel, you know, like some some weird way I feel partly responsible for their deaths or, you know, or I feel guilty that I came home and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's rough. And I, you know, no matter what I do, no matter how logical in my brain I can make it, it still hurts. And I still miss it and I still feel guilty. And it's really hard, but now I can manage it better. You know, and I understand, I understand, like, I can't change what happened. I can't change that I came home, they didn't. Right. Those are things that are out of my control. All I can do is control what I can, mm-hmm. right? And if I can't control my own emotions based on that, then I'm, I'm going to, you know, that's going to be two good guys gone instead of just one. Exactly. You yeah. know, and I need to be present mm-hmm. for my people that count on me for various, you know, like I have three kids that are, you know, they're all adults, but you know what? They still look for dad for advice. They still, you know, want dad to do different things for them. I mean, shoot, in another week, I'm going to California to, to walk my daughter down the aisle. You know, it's yeah. like, dude, I, would admit, I, I want to be there for that. I want to be present. I don't want to be stuck in my head about, like, well, I'm not a good dad. I don't deserve to be here. Or, yeah. or I'm just a bad person, blah, 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 and just go down this bad spiral of woe is me victim mentality. Screw that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? Screw that. Yeah, I might feel that way sometimes. And the truth is, I know I'm a good dad. And the truth is, I know I'm a good influence. And I know that, you know, these are things that I need to be present for and be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and be happy for my daughter. Be happy for my new son-in-law. And you know what? Look forward to being a grandpa someday. Yes. You know, like that's exciting. <laughs> like, you know, I already told her, you know, dude, when those come, yeah. I'm going to take them from you. <laughs> yeah. Fill them with candy. <laughs> Bounce them you, around okay. and hand them back sticky. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> yes, let's just, we have to pause in this story because this man that I'm sitting across from literally has, I'm sorry, I'm throwing your stuff out there, but literally <laughs> has a drawer about, I don't know, how, how far is that from here? Six feet. Six feet from us. That is full of candy. <laughs> he has a candy junk drawer at his at his facility here, and it's incredible. I mean, there's... <laughs> I have a sweet tooth. <laughs> yeah. And this whole weekend, we've had sweets. We had, um, oh gosh, well... Mega we had, stuff cookies. Yeah, we yeah we had we had the Oreos. Then we had, um, uh, we, well, we made an ice cream bread. Ice cream bread. You guys got to look it up on TikTok. We actually did a little... Be Dylan or, yeah. Hollis. Yes, it is so... <laughs> no, and it is so good, you guys. It is so incredible. Um, no, but I, I going back to whatever you, you know, we were saying, but... Um, it's so important, and I think at the end of the day, like we're so powerful with our thought patterns, right? Like you obviously were vulnerable, vulnerable enough right now, so thank you for mm-hmm. sharing your part because I know that's big um, to share what you had been working on and what you continue to work mm-hmm. on. But at one point in time, I'm sure there was a point where you were that person who would spiral oh, with yeah. thoughts. So I'm still that person. Yes, but it's just a matter of learning tools to mitigate it, and and that's. It. And that's what I was going to say or going to ask you to maybe touch on a little bit because I think that there's a lot of people who could be listening right now saying like, wow, that's that's where I want to be. That's mm-hmm. where I want to be one day. Like maybe they're at the point right now where they're like, hey, raise my hand. I'm that guy or girl who is caught in that 
that uh, spiral of thought patterns mm-hmm. where I am feeling the guilt, I am feeling the regret, I'm feeling the even the victim mentality, mm-hmm. and it gets super heavy, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to get out of that. Mm-hmm. So obviously, going to therapy, a lot of times, you know, therapists are going to be that outlet where mm-hmm. they go, okay, cool, I hear you, I'm listening, try this. This mm-hmm. is this is something which you can do, or um, you know, give this a shot, or blah blah blah. blah. So like. What have you found in your own journey that's helped a lot when you're starting to have that that thought pattern kick well, in? So, you know, if I get an opportunity to go and exercise, okay. right? So martial arts, running, yeah. weightlifting, all those things help. Mm-hmm. You know, music sometimes too. Like I go lift, put something, put my playlist on for punk rock, and I'm like, all right, let's just go. Yeah. So it's just zen out, right? That's one way. Um, one thing that I learned through occupational therapy was using um, different types of games I use these things, I forget what they're called, they're called brain games or something. There's yeah. one that's literally like little plastic, you know, uh, chocolate things, right? That's what they look like, yeah. you know, pink, white, and dark chocolate or whatever. Yeah. And it has like a, it's, it's like a pattern. You gotta look at the thing, figure out where everything went. It's a puzzle. And as I'm looking at the puzzle and I'm trying to solve it, right, you get hooked onto it, say, like, that one's easy, go to the next one. Okay, boom, boom. As you go through those puzzles, it takes your mind off of the anxiety. Mm-hmm. It takes your mind off of it because you're trying to solve the puzzle. Just like in jujitsu, where a person, another person, is that puzzle, and you're trying to think of how do I keep them from choking you and everything else. Mm-hmm. Cool. What are they going to do next? Same thing. It's like, ooh, what's the next puzzle? You know, I have a whole bunch of these stupid games. You know, like how do I move the little cars to get the red car out? Yeah. You know, and it's all these little things that are just tricks to change what your mind is focused on. Because when you're focused on just the woe is me, it's, it's hard. Like my therapist gave me the five senses. Right, look, look for five things to see. What do you, what name, you know, look at five things to see. Four things you hear, three things you smell, two things you can touch, one thing you can taste. It didn't work for me. Oh. It didn't work for me because my brain was trying to rush through it. Okay, I see five pictures, this, 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 and as soon as I was done with it, cool, I went back to worrying. Mm. I went back to the anxiety, I'm like, damn, it doesn't work. Mm. But a game works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that worked. Mm. Um, that, will, that will refocus me in a minute. That's good. If I'm uh, feeling anxious and about to do jujitsu, I mean, I could change the class real quick. Okay, we're rolling. Let's go. Yeah. Clock's on. Yeah. Come here, you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. freaking you're go. You're a puzzle you know? I need to just focus yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. You're the thing I need to focus on right now. Love that. Yeah. And I, that is, that really just kicked in for me. Mm-hmm. Because there's, I mean, I, I am, I get anxiety. I get anxiety mm-hmm. a lot. And, you know, and so for me coming into a class, it just goes away because mm-hmm. like we said i'm just focused super focused on the person who's across from me or who literally is you know on top of me at that moment i'm just trying to f- figure out that puzzle so the way that you describe that is mm-hmm. perfect mm-hmm. it's perfect like that is exactly how i see it as well yeah and that's an, i mean again that's why martial arts is so <laughs> incredible i mean uh-huh, i feel like we, we were just talking about this in the car i'm like man can you imagine a world where you just train martial arts all the time? And, like, I, mean, I want that world. Yes. I mean, and you, you kind of are. I mean, like, this is your dream has come true in a way, right? Like, yeah. just starting this. But for a lot of people, it's, it's continue that, continuing that mindset outside of the mats, which I think is so important. Because yeah. a lot of people who come in this door, they are not competitive athletes in mm-hmm. the martial arts world. You know, they are everyday people, mm-hmm. you know, and regardless if they're coming once a week, three times a week, ten times a week, you know. Yeah they're they're leaving so it's like what are they doing when they're not here because when they are here it's a great outlet and that's why it's so important Mm -hmm. but then what points are they taking from this to help them outside and sometimes it kicks in right away sometimes it kind of indirectly kicks in sometimes you really know when Mm -hmm. it's going but um everything you're talking about can really help 
once mm-hmm. you get out there. And I, I, I mean, it just kind of flows together yeah. how this is so important. Yeah, I mean, and like, I'll tell you, I mean, people are probably listening, they might be like, well, I can't do jujitsu. I have sure. A, B, and C disabilities, whatnot. Like, I'm 100% disabled. Mm-hmm. I have a busted neck that I have chronic headaches, I have all kinds of issues. I still can train. And people are like, well, I have this, I have this. You don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, jujitsu is for everybody. Mm-hmm. You can always tailor it. I know a girl who trained here, she has EDS. That's where your joints come on. She could be walking down the street and her ribs can pop out. She trained jujitsu, which is joint locks, right? But we were able to make her feel empowered. She did everything. She did Muay Thai, Judo, Jujitsu. As long as we kept her, you know, as long as we didn't like break her. Yeah, yeah. But we kept kept a real close eye on her. And but she was able to train and feel normal. And she would maul people and you're just like, ah, like, God dang, Jean, calm down. (laughs) She was fantastic, right? and then, uh, you know, I knew a guy up in Springfield at Art Suave at Will Marino's place, right? He's a good friend of mine. He has a guy that comes in in a wheelchair. Dude has no legs. In a wheelchair. And he does jujitsu. Yes. You know, don't tell me you can't do it. I know a guy with one arm who does jujitsu. Yes. yes. I mean, everybody can do jujitsu. I have people coming here in all shapes and sizes. Yes. You know, I've got, you know, people that are overweight, people that are underweight. It doesn't matter. And what did and, you just say about the, um, right before we came in here, you were saying... Um, oh, people, people make people, the excuse. Yeah, I, I don't want to get fit before I do jujitsu. Yes. Right? And I'm like, listen, if you're waiting to get fit to do jujitsu, that's like saying, I want to get smart before I go, go to school. I mean, that's not how it works. And then, like, there was like that meme that my professor shared, you know, where a guy is with a genie and he goes, I wish I was, I was in the right shape to start jujitsu. Genie goes, poof, it's done. He goes, there's nothing happened. Exactly. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm still the same. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're ready to start jujitsu. You're ready to start. You know, just doesn't start. yeah, just start. I've had so many people message me like over the years who are just like, "How do I start?" I go, "Just start." Like, what do you mean? I go, "Just walk in." Yeah. Just, I mean, jujitsu communities wherever I've gone, you know, and, and gyms, they are. So, I mean, for the most part, like mm-hmm. I really haven't come across with anyone who was just ever rude when I walked in, but they are so mm-hmm. welcoming, and a lot of times they're like, "Yes, take a trial class," mm-hmm. and. No expectations. Just yeah. pop in. Just absorb it like a sponge, mm-hmm. you know? And I always say, take a couple, you know, because the first time, sometimes people get discouraged. You know, they see all these people that are rolling around really hard and they're like, oh, you know, but go at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. Just absorb it and don't be limited by your thought processes in the moment. Yeah. You know, be open. And I, I've rolled uh, against a woman, you know, and drilled with someone who was in her 70s. You know, mm-hmm. back in Ohio, it's like, and you're telling me what, you're too old? You yeah. know, and you're my age? You know, like, mm-hmm. no, 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 you know? So it, like you said, it really is for everyone. Yeah, I got it a really 65-year-old is. man with a, a steel rod in his leg. I met him, yeah. 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 <laughs> he comes in here and trains. I mean, he does what he can. He can't do yeah. everything, but he does what he can. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, was, when I first started out, I was at Gracie Baja on Long Island. There was a 72-year-old lawyer that would come in and train. And I remember his name was Bob. <laughs> and Bob was like... I mean, he's terrible, right? Yeah. But it didn't matter. He loved it. And like yeah. he, on, on days where the, the school was closed, he would invite some of us over to his house. We had mats up in his base, in his attic. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to die in here. <laughs> but he was just like, come on, let's roll. You yeah. know, and the guy had been, for any, all of his lack of technique and being old and being able to move yeah. certain things, man, he had a grip like a god dang bear. Yeah. Like once he yeah. had you, you're like, okay, well, I'm not getting that back until mm-hmm. this round is over. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Yes. But he had such a passion for it. It didn't matter that he was good. He just did something that he loved, and that's yeah. all that mattered. And he was 72. Yes. He was a little, fr- I mean, he looked like a little frail. I mean, he wasn't frail. Right. Not at all. No. I mean, he'd go put knee on belly on you in a minute. But- yeah. <laughs> all the worst. Yeah. 
I mean, he was, yeah. he loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much so that he would invite these young guys over mm-hmm. to train in his attic when the gym was closed. And you're just like, dude, you're nuts. That's but this okay. is awesome. Yes. Like, I felt so honored to be invited over to his house one time. I was like, this is great. Thank you. We're going to die. <laughs> We're going to die. <laughs> this is like a 2020 special. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but that's so cool. I mean, everyone's why is so different, right? Everyone's mm. starting reason. I mean, common ones are like, yeah, I just want to beat the crap out of people. You know, I want to compete. I want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I want to, you know, just try something different. But you never know. You never know why someone wants to be there. And you don't have to know, you know, as long as they're enjoying it and you're enjoying it, it's, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. And, uh, and just showing up, you know what I mean? Cause like even you guys showing up for Bob was incredible. Yeah. You know, you have no idea how much that meant to him. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, day. like wh- I was like 33. Um, the couple of other guys may have been in their late twenties. Yeah. We're like significantly younger than yeah. this man, but we went to his home to go train cause we all had jujitsu in common. And we were all different walks of life. And when I mean, I was I was in the army. Uh, one of the kids, he's a, he's a black kid who went to Hofstra. Uh, another guy was a little Jewish kid from the neighborhood. And then this old, you know, this old lawyer, you know. And here we are, we're all completely. Yeah. We we wouldn't be hanging out in the streets. Yes. But jujitsu brought these four weird guys all together, <laughs> and we didn't. You don't. Yeah. You don't care what religion, color, creed, yeah. nothing. All you care about is can you roll with me or what? Yeah. You know? And that's, oh, you can just hit it. Like, the fact that jiu-jitsu brings all walks of life together is so incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it brought us together. Yeah. And where would I have met you? I mean, maybe, you know, the universe would have pulled us somehow. But, it, I mean, you know, yeah. this was a very cool connection based on jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I think about it all the time at my gym, you know, Gracie West Chase in Tampa. I have these incredible conversations on and off the mat, you know, after class, whatever, with people that I never would have met outside of the gym if it weren't for that mm-hmm. and you just you have so many relationships and connections that happen with it and oh, it's yeah. beautiful yeah yeah just like here in my gym i mean i've yeah. got so many de- i mean we have a lot of veterans but just like in most veteran communities right you've got so many different types of people you know mm-hmm. like i've got these little you know i got mm-hmm. this officer who's kind of preppy yeah. i've got another officer who's you know he's a pilot he's got big muscles and you know he's like a certain type of you know laissez-faire kind of attitude and i've got these enlisted guys and some from puerto rico some from mexico i mean from all over walks of life and these are not people that would normally hang out especially not the officers and the enlisted but they all come here and they're all white belts together yes you know and that uh that lieutenant commander you know who comes in here he's got one stripe he's got to stand you know down the line from this, you know, PM2, you know, uh, enlisted person who's got a blue belt. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, you know, it's respect. And he doesn't care yeah. that this junior enlisted is higher ranking in something else than him. Because yep. he doesn't care. And he's eager to learn from that junior enlisted who has more jujitsu experience. Yes. And that's awesome. How it's humbling. Uh, yeah. yeah. Humility. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. You put the Humility, word yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, like I, I've, I've been humbled by, you know, I mean, shoot, there was a 16 year old girl who tried to own me in a, in a match. I was like, God dang, girl. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, wait, what was that thing you just did? Yeah. That yeah. Was, that, yeah. Was that was neat. really cool. You so know, like uh, yeah, yeah. Jocko was even on a podcast recently where he was talking to Joe Rogan about the Rotolo brothers. And he said, yeah, I've been doing this for 20 something years. And those kids did something that I had to watch 20 times in slow motion mm-hmm. to wrap my brain around, like, what are you doing? Right. You know, yeah. like, you can, you never stop learning. You can learn from anyone. You know, like I said, the Vertolo brother, what are they, like, 19, 20 mm-hmm. years old, They're something young. like that? They're yeah. young. I watched them going, 
teach me, young, yeah. young master. <laughs> like, gee, <laughs> yeah. this, bro. I've like, been doing this for 14 years. Like, I've been yeah. doing this almost as long as I've been alive. And, like, yes. they're doing some wild things because, you know what? It's just never... You're always growing. You're always evolving. You're always learning. You have to stay humble because there's you're never. I mean, even Gordon Ryan has to know that, like you know what, there's somebody out there that can get you. Oh, Eventually, you're gonna get God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure he'll tell you in his in his time training and coming up to where he is now, he's probably been tapped a billion times. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure someone has wrecked him. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. you know what, it, yeah. it, that's part of the game, and I'm sure he's still learning new stuff all the time. And people are learning from him. Mm-hmm. You know, who are yeah, it's just. You're right. You never mm-hmm. stop learning. Yeah. And I love that about, you You know, black belts that I have met are very humble in that way, too. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they just are open to it because they know at one point in time, we all start out as white belts. I think that's something to remember. You know, mm-hmm. no matter what color belt you are, at one point in time, you started and you had a first time on the mat, too. Mm-hmm. So it's and people and we're, we are supposed to evolve. Yeah. We are supposed to change in that way and get better and learn and there will always be something. There's always a counter. There's mm-hmm. always a counter to a counter always to a, a counter, counter to a counter. To a, yes. Like that's something I've learned in the short amount of time that I've trained. I'm like, oh wait, why isn't that working? Oh, because of this. Well, no one ever taught me that. Well, I just experienced it. Okay, cool. Now I've experienced it. Now what? Now remember. Now, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, and that's the cool thing about cross training too. Like even coming here over the weekend, I'm like different styles. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's only going to better my game and hopefully it's only going to better your game. So it's, it's a really cool family unit mentality yeah. that I like about this. Yeah. You know? And then like my professor tells me all the time, like black belt, once you put that on, it's like starting over. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, you, 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 you achieved black belt status. Great. But you, you, you're starting over now. Mm-hmm. Now you're a black belt at the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, think, mm-hmm. put it, think of it that way, you know, starting over almost. And yeah. Like, yeah. It is like starting out like I've been trying to achieve this goal this whole time. And now it's like, all right, it's around the corner for me. Right. I know like it can happen any day mm-hmm. that, you know, my professor come in here and strap that black belt on me because he feels I earned it. Cool. Yeah. Be ready to start over. Mm-hmm. It's basically what it is. Yeah. You know, because yeah. there's no longer am I trying to attain that. Thing you know, mm-hmm. like in, you know, red belt is like, <laughs> oh yeah. How far away is that? Like I, I have to be an old. I'll be I'll be a hundred years old by the time I go to that, right? But <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, like, you're looking at it like, okay, cool. It's time to start over. Mm-hmm. You know, as a as a teacher, you know, and and things like that. As a professor, like trying to teach mm-hmm. other people, and you have to always revisit the fundamentals and find new things and constantly work on what's changing, what's changing, what's changing in the sport. Yeah. That's the awesome you know side of that. That is the know? awesome side of it. Oh. That is so good about the black belt, and uh, uh, I feel like we can go on and on about the black part, part black belt part. Oh yeah, that's like it's, I have a, a thing like I have it rotating on my screens oh, when yeah. I when I have a classes going. Um, there's a meme that shows a black belt, and it says you're not rich until you have something money can't buy. Mm. A black belt is something money can't buy. At least in jiu-jitsu. Truly, yeah. you can't buy one. Can't. I mean, I'm sure somewhere someone's selling them. Yeah. But you know what? If you take your store-bought freaking black belt into a school, all right, somebody's blue belt's going to own you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're not a black belt, bro. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're, either, you're either truly a black belt or you're not. No. Yeah. You know, and even someone like me, I was a purple belt for like almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. I told you all my peers that I started jiu-jitsu with are black belts. Yeah. Yeah. In some cases, they're second degrees. Yeah. Here I am. I'm only a two-stripe brown belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. man, how did I get left behind? But you yeah. know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like my sign right here says, keep rolling until the belt turns black. Yes. You know what? It'll come. Yeah. When it comes, it comes. It doesn't matter. And then when you hit that black, just keep mm-hmm. rolling. Like, <laughs> just keep, I mean, really, keep it's, 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 it's ever evolving. Yeah. You know, there's, you a, 
there's a thing I have this meme I'll show it to you later yeah it shows like a tier yeah you know and at the very top there's like one guy with a red he goes it says the top levels are reserved for those who don't quit mm. and mm. I'm like yeah and that's how you don't fail you never fail mm-hmm. you know when you stop completely and give up I think that is a alright maybe we can talk about that fail yeah. thing but if you, you keep getting up you keep showing up no yeah. matter what even being a purple belt for as long as you were mm-hmm. you know based upon like your other journeys and careers in life you know kind of were the reason why but you came back to it yeah you didn't just give up. Kept, you know, like Dory, right? Yeah. Keep on swimming. Yeah, keep right? on swimming. Just keep yeah. training. Just keep training. <laughs> but that's it. You know, and eventually you know? I got my brown. I was like, all right, cool. You know, and now yeah. I said, you know what? I'm going to open my own school. Yes. You know, and let's do this. Yeah. And, you know, I get, like I told you in the car, we were talking, yeah. you know, black belts would drop in here all the time. And yeah. I don't feel like I'm, you know, necessarily not close to their level. I mean, yeah. some of them crush me. Mm-hmm. And then there's others where I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm meeting this guy on the same level, and I yeah. feel okay about this. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I'm not worried about it. And my students will see that, and they, you know, when I train them, they're like, all right, no. Coach Tim is really mm-hmm. actually teaching me solid fundamentals. You know, you, you know when you're, you know a real school from a fake school in a minute, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. the rate that we grow and everything here, you know, I like to think that, okay, cool. What I'm teaching is, is resonating. Yeah. You know, and people are enjoying it. They come back, mm-hmm. you know, and now they're, they're chatting. I mean, I don't. Put out people's phone numbers. Yeah. But like one of my guys like, oh, I'm going to text Pete. And oh, I'm going to text Chris. I'm going to do this. Hey, man, are you training? Yeah. That's what yes. I want. Yeah. You know, and You're... that's the, the culture, you know, where everyone can come in and they, they can feel like, yes, this is home. Yeah. You know, these are my brothers and sisters and we're going to roll. We're going to have a good time. You, you know create what I mean? a community. Yes. And that's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. And, and feeling mm-hmm. like you belong to something bigger, Absolutely. you know, which is really... Uh, that's priceless, yeah. you know, cause these people signed up individually for their own reasons, but then now they're, they're showing up for the each community other. aspect for yeah. each other. And that was, that's what happens organically in really good gyms. And you've mm-hmm. obviously created a safe place here where they feel like they can do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is kudos to you. Cause and then it shows obviously Thank meeting you. your team this weekend. I was like, Oh yeah, they're solid. Yeah. And you just started. I mean, you just opened this up. You, you started five months ago, five months ago and you have that already. That's. Yeah. Pretty impressive. So it's a good foundation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you. I'm you're glad welcome. you're able to come out and have fun yeah. and roll with the guys. And Me too. Yeah. I know they all had fun. Yeah. You definitely <laughs> challenged a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> I had fun. I know. It you know was... Even my judo coach was sitting there going like, Man, she got me. <laughs> with the guillotine? I think yes. it was the guillotine. Yeah. I was, I was just smiling with a big cheesy grin. Get him. Get him. And then I go against you and I'm like, don't take my ankles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much, Coach Tim, for everything for this weekend, for obviously opening up your gym and home to me, mm-hmm. um, for having me speak about the importance of mental health and martial arts. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see your own team and community and gym grow on one hundred percent sure I'll be back soon. Yes, you know to visit. I told you um, this is your new home. Yes. You can, this is home away yes. from home. You're always welcome to come train here. It. You know you always have a you know place to crash. You always have family here now to Thank you know yeah. call your own. You know because way you definitely fit in like you belonged. So Thank you. <laughs> well, um, with that, uh, how can because um, I want to you know promote you of course, but like how can people find you? I mean you're obviously here in Virginia, so mm-hmm. people are looking for a gym. Yeah. Um, Give, maybe give them a little information of like how they can find you online, you know, yeah. the process um, of that. We're on, we have a website, www.ovmartialarts.com. Uh, on Facebook, we're at Ocean View Martial Arts. 
Um, same thing with uh, Instagram at Ocean View Martial Arts. Um, you can also find me at uh, Coach Tim MMA on Instagram, but Ocean View Martial Arts, I'm always on that one. They're connected. So, Her. and everyone else can find me on that way. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, we'll stop in here, guys and girls. If you're in the area um, or if you're looking for a, a martial arts gym, for sure. And uh, yeah, with that, and you guys know the drill with me, of course. You know, if this was really helpful for you, please share this episode. That's all I ever ask. Um, you could also ask questions by just reaching out to me through Instagram. You guys know my handle, SlickVicBA, B as in boy, A as in apple. And uh, with that, I hope you guys have an amazing morning, afternoon, night, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.